Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Today we have a crazy nuclear revenge story of ruining a boyfriend's vehicle. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, petty? Yes. Yes, I am. As the cops left the hall with Jane in cuffs and some other people from the wedding in tow, I let out an ultra-wide grin from ear to ear as our eyes met. Deep down, I know that my comeback, no matter how petty it may have seemed, was definitely worth it. Our story starts way back when we, me, Max, and her, Jane, both were in high school. We were in what you would call the group of nerds back in high school. Jane was 15 at the time and I just turned 16. We both had cases of each of us having our fair share of bullying by Diana, the captain of the cheerleading squad, her group of girls, her boyfriend Joel, his group of guys too, and some other groups that deemed it necessary to randomly bully the nerds whenever they felt like they were having a bad day or actually had one. The situation behind our relationship was still through the same bullying we were going through at that time. She was being picked on by the girls and I just decided to step in. Not that my stepping in helped in any way though. But from that incident, Diana and her girls went to call on some guys that would teach me a lesson. After that incident, we both helped ourselves to the infirmary as we got matching bandages. That was the start of our friendship. We helped each other out when the other person was in need and we were always there for each other. One could even say that we were as close as partners. This was mainly because wherever you saw me, Jane wasn't far away, and such was the case also with Jane. I guess this is what prompted and attracted more bullying to us, as Diana had this impulse to make sure either of the both of us had a terrible stay back in high school. I guess her plan and her unrelenting bullying failed, as we still graduated high school together, and on the day of our graduation, I officially popped the question of whether she would do me the honors of becoming my girlfriend. I did this in front of the whole school at our graduation. Obviously she said yes, because we were together for quite a while. We both applied to major in different courses over at NYC. I chose robotics engineering as my major, and she went into the performing arts as she always had this passion for acting, but she felt it didn't suit her and she almost tried to kill the path of her that dreamt to become an actress. It took lots of convincing, as she had originally planned to apply to study law. I was against it for two major reasons. The first was, she was actually thinking of killing her dream just because she felt that she wasn't good enough to venture into the world of performing arts. Deep down, I knew she had the passion for acting, but she just didn't have the confidence. So I decided to give her that confidence boost she needed. And secondly, I didn't want her to apply to study law, mainly because she would take much longer to finish school as we had both planned to move in together once we'd graduated from college. I guess I was just being impatient, as I wanted the both of us to quickly leave school as soon as possible. Fast forward a few weeks, we both just received our letters of admission into NYC. Well, mine came in three days earlier than hers, but still, I hadn't opened it until she got her own. And back then, we'd both planned that when the letters came in, if one person didn't get admitted, the other person would forfeit the admission, and we'd both go for another college as we knew the acceptance rate for NYC was one of the lowest at the time. We got our papers and we exchanged envelopes. The time came to open up the letters and we were both freaking out, but I stepped up and opened hers first while she opened mine. We hugged and shouted while jumping around. 
We got in, we got in, we got in. It seemed like a dream at the time, because what were the odds that we would both get admitted at the college of our choice, both to study the exact major of our choice? Everything seemed to be going very fine. It felt like the universe was finally showing us the light at the end of the tunnel. All the horrible times we'd gone through back in high school were all in the past now, as we both sought out to write a new chapter in both of our lives. Fast forward a few months later, we were both getting ourselves ready to leave home. It just so happens that that very day was our anniversary, and I decided to plan out a surprise for her when we'd both gotten into our dorms. The ride to New York was a five-hour drive. Of course, this was all depending on how the traffic was at the time. We got into our dorms in the evening time, and I called her out to take a stroll with me around our school campus. While we were walking under the campus streetlights, we stopped at one of the relaxation spots and I told her to close her eyes. I went behind her and put a necklace around her neck and a bracelet on her wrists. When she opened her eyes, I told her to put the matching pair I'd gotten for myself around my neck also. I had gotten a fully gold-plated necklace and a bracelet for her and a silver one for myself. She said it was the best gift I'd ever given her and the best gift she'd ever received. I was glad to have made this particular anniversary a memorable one for her. Fast forward a few weeks later, the 29th of July, 2013, on this very day, we had our first ever couples fight, but something was definitely different. Sure, I'd expected that at one point in our relationship we were going to have a fight one way or the other, but I just didn't know when it was going to happen, how it was going to happen, and what we were going to do during and after the fight. This particular fight sprung up from my own path, in a way I guess my excessive show of affection was interpreted differently, for on my own path it just seemed to me like I was showing excessive care, leading almost to a controlling nature, while on her path it just seems like I was flat out controlling and being with her the longest, I know that's things she needs, mainly because she had a controlling mother growing up and it affected her in more ways than she had realized. Our fight wasn't too intense, so my original thoughts were to give her enough time to cool herself down and get her thoughts together, then I'd head on over to her place and apologize, because by the end of the day I'd already realized my mistake, and I was already willing and ready to apologize, but it seemed like she wasn't ready to hear anything I had to say that night. The wait was a long one. I relieved the silent treatment both physically and online. This went on for about a week until I decided to man up and talk to her personally. I started off by calling her number countless times at that, but there was no response. It kept going to voicemail and thereon I called one of her roommates, Emily, who told me she wasn't around and that she hadn't been around for the entire day, but she would help me reach out to Jane. I got a call from Emily a few minutes after I'd hung up. She said she could only tell me at that time that Jane was indeed in their room. So I picked up my jacket because it was a really cold night and I hurried on over to her place. When I got there, I saw another pair of shoes outside her dorm's door. I initially paid it no attention, I just knocked on the door hoping to at least get a response. A different guy, a little bit shorter than I am, looked around my age at the time, was a bit jacked, came to get the door. He asked who I was looking for and I responded, I'm here for Jane but that aside, who are you and what are you doing here? Jay, Jay! I yelled as I tried to force my way in. He blocked me effortlessly but the light in the room was still on and I saw her leaving her bed hurriedly all the while trying to use her blanket to cover herself up. It was here everything started to fall into place in my mind. 
the shoes outside, the guy at the door, her roommate Emily telling me on the phone that all she can tell me is that Jane is home and I should head there by myself, I started to feel lightheaded. I felt the tears starting to form underneath my eyelids. The only thing that could come out of my mouth at the time was the only question on my mind at the time. Why? Why, Jay? I asked as the tears were already rolling down my eyes. At this point, it seemed like she didn't care anymore whether or not I was going to accept what she had to say or what lies she had to concoct. But at that moment, she looked me in the eye and said one of the most heartbreaking things I've ever heard in my life to my face. I've chosen to erase that memory from my mind, mainly because after that day, what she said to me kept on resonating in my memory over and over and over again. We had a brief argument there at the door, a very brief argument, and I left her dorm. I remember crying my eyes out that night and every other night for the remainder of the month. But then we were approaching exam period, and I knew what I was in college for at the time, so I tried to put all personal problems aside and focus at the time. It would only be after our exams that I would receive a text from Jane asking to talk. Initially, I'd planned not to have any form of relation with Jane of any sorts, but deep down, I knew I needed clearance and conclusion, so I agreed to meet her. She set the time for midday at a coffee shop just a few blocks from both our dorms. I went there an hour late, mainly because I couldn't care to adhere to the time she had set. I met her sitting at one of the corner tables, and I went over to join her. She had already ordered coffee for the both of us, even though she knows that I don't handle coffee all too well. We basically talked for a while, mainly about how we both have been, how the past exam was for the both of us, and then I decided to cut to the chase and ask her the main reason as to why she had decided to call on me after all this time. She tried to explain herself in whatever embarrassing way she could, which to an outside person would seem fine, but to me, it was just lackluster and I saw it as a futile attempt at her trying to provide justifications for what she had done and what she had said. A lot was said that afternoon, because we talked up until evening, but the final conclusion of our talks that day was that we were going to be broken up. I don't know whether or not she expected me to feel bad, because I actually did, but I tried my possible best to appear nonchalant about the outcome, and just told her to be good as I left for my dorm. They say you can never forget your first, Such was the case for me, but I guess my case was a bit different, because I didn't forget her because I loved her too much, I didn't forget her because I was hoping an opportunity would present itself for me to level the playing field with her. Now fast forward to 6 months ago, we both had already graduated college and we lost contact with each other. Well, technically I lost contact with her, but I guess she still had my contact because I received an email. It contained a wedding invitation, and to my greatest surprise, it was from Jane. Jay is getting married, I said to myself. This seemed like the perfect opportunity presenting itself before me. I thought to myself, come on, you have six months. Let's come up with a way to make this wedding one she would never forget. I looked up the name of the guy she was getting married to and began to prepare for my epic comeback. I found out that the guy was in a long-term relationship prior to meeting Jane, and this seemed like something I could use to my advantage. I contacted him a few weeks to their D-Day and I basically just told him about her relationship with me, but with a minor addition. I told him that we both had similar relationships with Jane, and that he shouldn't let his guard down mainly because we, Jane and I, were on the verge of getting married, but she left me waiting on the altar as she went off with another man. 
I told him this was years back and that I hadn't seen her ever since then, and that when I heard she was getting married, I wanted to come and warn whoever it was she was getting married to, to be wary of her. He sympathized with me as he couldn't believe what I was telling him. To make my story even more believable, I told him that we were together since we were little, and I proceeded to show him pictures of Jane and myself when we were in high school, up until the last picture we took, a few days after our anniversary. He was dumbfounded. He had no choice but to believe me, and then we made plans on how we were going to pay her back, in her own coin. I was a bit surprised he was willing to help me out, owing to the fact that this was the woman he was about to get married to. But what can I say? I make a pretty convincing point. On the day of their wedding, we decided to play out what I told him had transpired between the both of us a few years back. He left her at the altar for more than three hours as she kept on bombing his phone with calls. And then I told him what to do next. He sent a text that sent her into a frenzy as she wasn't even heartbroken, but furious. Like fury leading to destruction. She went on a rampage on her wedding day and started destroying everything, from the cakes to the decor. It got so bad that the cops had to be involved. When they came and took her in cuffs and were taking her to the station, while she was being put in the vehicle, we both stood by the window and waved her goodbye. Thus was when I saw the fire in her eyes go out. I just knew by this time that my comeback was done. I smiled the whole time on my way home as I had this feeling of a job well done. She was later released from the police custody that night and tried calling mine and her ex-fiance's phone one last time before she gave up and disappeared for good. I honestly am really astounded that this guy was so on board willing to Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Just take her down like that when they had gotten to the point that they were going to marry this person. I'm not gonna lie, I think the guy has a few screws loose himself. Who in this situation is not going to just have a sit down with your fiance? Our next story is, boyfriend cheats on me with his best friend, so I fill his fuel tank with sugar. People all around like to call me old school or traditional. While this is kinda true, I like to think that I'm just a bit set in my ways. I've been going to the same gym since I moved away from my parents place and to my shared apartment close to campus. Even when my roommate told me about this other gym that's apparently the rage among other students, I didn't even stop to give it a thought. I didn't change gyms. I've also been eating from the same restaurant since the second semester of my freshman year. Their food meets my standards and I see no reason to change. I don't like what I don't like and there isn't a lot of people that make me make a change about something. One of the reasons why I don't like change is because most of the time I try it, I end up getting hurt. 
One of such times was when I decided to date a guy with a female best friend. I have to say, it was my fault. I knew better. It's very difficult. Almost impossible even for a guy and a girl to be purely platonic. Most times these relationships work out when either of them is gay, but two straight people in a platonic relationship? Please. At one point, one of them would start having the hots for the other person, or they might decide to spice up the dynamics of their relationship, maybe switch it up, friends with benefits. But when this happens, it's often difficult to revert to being platonic when one of them is in a relationship. This is the case with my boyfriend Luke and his female best friend Kayla. But before I proceed, let's back up a little. Let me begin from the day I was unlucky enough to meet Luke. It was the end of sophomore year summer break and I was in the airport terminal with my roommate Gwen and her friends. We were coming back from her parents' beach house. That was where we spent the major part of the holiday. We got to the terminal a bit late because we had a crazy party the night before and we all woke up really late. When we got to the airport, we discovered that there's been a delay due to some weather issues and all planes were grounded for the next hour. We all sat at the waiting lounge and talked about some cute boys we met at the beach. Gwen's friend Rossi hooked up with some guy from Harvard Law and she just can't stop talking about how good he was. At one point, the wait became too tiring and the lounge area was filled with people talking and laughing. Babies were crying from every corner and it seemed like I was going insane. I reached into my jacket pocket and pulled out my AirPod case. I had forgotten that I tucked my boarding pass in the same jacket pocket, and so as soon as I pulled out the case, the pass flew out of my pocket. I tried to catch it mid-air, but I couldn't. It just kept floating out of my reach. It was a funny sight, really, because I had to stand up from my seat and chase after the pass. That was when the craziest thing happened. I wasn't looking at where I was going, so I tripped over some guy's duffel bag. I couldn't control myself on time, so I landed flat on my face. Want to hear the even crazier thing? As soon as I fell to the ground, the boarding pass dropped to the ground a few feet away from me. It was as though the pass was controlled by some evil spirit whose end game was to humiliate me. A light chuckle sounded from behind me as I tried to get up. It made the humiliation sink in and, for a moment, I want to just stay that way and not look up at all. Just then, a strong hand reached out to me and I raised my gaze to look at the guy in front of me. My god, I was properly shocked. He was beautiful. Blonde hair, bright blue eyes, chiseled chin. The works. Even his frame was something else. I know this sounds so cheesy, but for a moment, I actually asked myself if he was an angel or something. He asked if I needed help and before I even said anything, I took his hand and he pulled me up like I weighed nothing. This guy was dreamy, and while he spoke, I was busy ogling his body. I only heard a fraction of what he said, which was very embarrassing, when he tapped my shoulders to snap me back to attention. He apologized for leaving the bag in the way and asked if I was hurt anywhere. I said no, even though my palm had scraped the ground and was starting to hurt. He picked up my boarding pass, which I'd momentarily forgotten was still lying on the ground, and handed it to me. He apologized once again and returned to his seat. That was when I noticed the lady sitting beside him. She was hot enough to be one of those models on the cover of Vogue. She was staring straight at me with an expression I can only classify as amusement. She wrapped her arms around his neck and they started talking and chuckling in low whispers. My mood soured immediately because I thought she was his girlfriend. I mean, they looked so close and anyone would have thought that. Besides, like I said before, she was so pretty. How can I compete? 
Anyways, I returned to my friends and after teasing me for a few minutes about my fall, the planes were finally ready to go. We all boarded and while I was discussing with Gwen about something, I don't really remember what we were talking about now, the guy and his girlfriend walked past me and took a seat a few seats in front of me. He looked around and our eyes met. He smiled and waved. That moment, I felt like I was in high school again with butterflies and stuff. I couldn't even hide the smile on my lips and my friends teased me about it. A few hours later, we were back in the city and I'd forgotten all about the handsome guy from the plane. Gwen and I did some redecoration in the apartment and we had something like a girls night in where we watched movies and ate popcorn. The next day, Rossi invited us to a party hosted by a friend of hers. Gwen wanted to go, but I wanted to start a new season of The Good Doctor. Gwen made some really good points about why I should come with her, and eventually I said yes. We went for the house party, and as soon as we got there, I regretted it immediately. There were just too many people there. I mean, sure, I attended a few parties during the summer holiday, and even hosted our own, but I was really hoping I'd be able to rest and recharge when I got back to school. But Gwen and Rossi had other plans. A few minutes into the party, I was already counting the time till I could leave. My friends seemed to be enjoying themselves and I couldn't ditch them, so I had to stay. Eventually, I had enough. I just couldn't stay in the crowded room anymore, so I stepped out to get some fresh air. The balcony looked empty, so I decided to go there and wait out the party, at least till they decide to leave. Cup of untouched booze in hand, I went to pass the time on the balcony. On getting there, I discovered that it wasn't as empty as I expected. Some guy was seated in the corner, nursing a drink and looking into the distance. I apologized and was about to leave when he turned to me. My eyes went wide as I stared at him. It was the same guy from the airport. He was also as surprised as I was. He said hi and we started talking. He introduced himself as Luke and he apologized one more time for dropping his bag carelessly and making me trip over it. I told him I'd forgotten about that, which was a big lie. It was still the most humiliating moment of my life. Anyways, I learned that he was a final year student of literature. He loves to write and the only thing he enjoys more than that is reading books. He was very smart and articulate. As he spoke, the only thing I could think of is how rare it was to find a guy who was a combination of cute and smart. I had fallen for him on that spot over and over again and spending the next few hours with him was like paradise. I'd even momentarily forgotten that I was at a party, at least until Rossi brought a drunk Gwen to me and told us that it was time to go. I was disappointed, but it's not like I could stay there forever. I said bye to Luke and started to leave, but he stood up and asked for my contact, and then he asked if we could hang out together sometime. There, I remembered that he had a girlfriend, and it was like a bucket of cold water was poured on my face. I liked him already, but like I said, I was strict with my rules. I told him I couldn't go out with him knowing fully well that he had a girlfriend. He looked confused for a moment and then asked what I was talking about. I told him about the lady I saw him with at the airport and he remembered. He told me that wasn't his girlfriend, that was just his closest friend. I still wasn't satisfied with the answer till he told me that she was actually in a relationship with a girl in his class. That was when I felt relieved and gave him my number. He texted me when I got home and we set up a date. We went to see a movie in the cinema and we got fries and milkshakes after. Luke was the sweetest guy I've been with. He made me laugh, wrote me poems, and listened to me rant about constitutional law. 
It was so easy to fall for him. That was why when he told me to be his girlfriend, I didn't hesitate. A week after we started dating, I realized that he hadn't introduced me to his best friend, who he talked about often. When I asked, he said she just broke up with her girlfriend and she wanted to be alone. I didn't believe him one bit. When a friend goes through a breakup, I think that's when it's his or her friend's time to rally around him to support him in that time of need. I asked him this and he said that she's a private person and that she wanted her space so he's giving it to her. It sounded so sus so I decided to do my research. One night when he crashed at my place, I went through his phone and looked through his contact for her number. Her name is Kayla by the way. I got the number and picture from his phone. The next day I went to my friends Gwen and Rossi and sent them the picture and contact details. They were well connected on campus, and if I needed information on her, I'd get it. Within a few days, they got back to me. Gwen told me that Kayla was truly Luke's friend, and they're very close. Some people actually think they are sleeping together because of their closeness, but nothing has been proven. The part that shocked me to my core was when she said that nobody knew any girl she had dated in the past, or currently, or what girl she broke up with. That meant that Luke was lying about the whole girlfriend thing. I couldn't be sure, so I decided to continue my investigation. The next time I went to sleep over in his place, I made sure he was asleep and I took his phone and looked through his chats. The chats between him and Kayla had been deleted, like fully. It was clean. That wasn't very smart. If you wanted to hide something, at least do a partial delete so I wouldn't notice. Now I knew that something was up but I still didn't want to jump into conclusions. Or maybe this was me just still being in denial of what was looking to be true. For a few days, anytime Luke said he wasn't going to be available or he's busy with stuff, I'd go to his place and just hide in Gwen's car outside and watch what happens in his apartment. But days passed and nothing happened. No best friend or strange woman of any sort coming to visit him. For a moment, I was relieved. Maybe he wasn't actually cheating. But Gwen called my attention to something. On most of those nights, when he said he's going to be busy, he rarely came back to his apartment, or when he did, it was usually late in the night. That could only mean one thing. He's sleeping somewhere else, and we've been watching the wrong house. Rossi got Kayla's house address, and on the second day, we saw Luke's car pull up into her driveway. She came out of the car, and they both hugged and kissed. I tried to play down how much it hurt me to see that, but inside, it felt like my heart was being torn to bits with a saw, and I didn't know when I started to cry. My friends consoled me for a few minutes and Rossi decided that, instead of crying, I should focus my energy on getting back at him. It sounded intriguing, so I asked her what she had in mind. She pointed to his car, and ideas started to pop in my head. We all drove to the nearest mall and bought as many packs of sugar as we could find. I heard something about sugar messing up the engine of a car, but I don't know how true it is. But all I know is that he's going to have to spend a lot of money repairing the car. We bought the packs of sugar and ever so quietly went to the driveway. We opened his fuel tank and poured in the sugar till it's filled to the brim. I have to say, filling up a fuel tank with sugar is a lot of work and takes a lot of sugar. By the time we were done, I felt better, and we all went home. I texted him the next day and broke up with him. I just love the idea of OP calling them up saying, where are you, and them saying, oh, sorry, my car broke down somewhere, and OP going on the attack saying, oh, where did it break down? I just would love that hypothetical if he gave some fake place 
OP could be like, oh, don't worry, I'm right on my way. But obviously at that point, OP had already had their revenge and wanted nothing more to do with this guy, understandably so. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another crazy revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.